Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, it's Amanda Davies. I'm I'm excited for this week's episode, like really excited. And it's going to be a super juicy one. And as usual, it's not a topic that a lot of marketers or business coaches tend to talk about, but it's a topic that affects pretty much all of my audience, uh, all of my listeners, because obviously I, I work with female entrepreneurs and female business owners. So this is about periods. And I'm going to be talking about how your period and how your monthly cycle can actually impact things like your productivity, like your outputs, like your behaviors. And I really want to go beyond the stereotype as well, because we all know like the lame guy in the office that sort of makes a joke about PMS and all this sort of stuff, right? But the reality is, is that there is such an innate and such a deep well of feminine wisdom that's available to you if you start to really tune into your natural cycle, okay, every single month. And this is something that, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about my story in a sec, but it's something that I've been a journey on a journey on personally with over the last 10 years because, you know, and I'm going to talk about why and how that came to be, but really what I've discovered over the last 10 years is just how incredible our monthly cycle is in terms of being able to obviously supercharge our business, supercharge our results, but also really inform things like self-care, really inform things like how we're showing up in the world, uh, in our relationships and things like that too. So, you know, this is something, and it's a topic not many people are, are speaking about. Obviously there are experts out there and there are medical doctors and there are all sorts of people in this. I just want to kind of share with you my truth um, what's sort of come up for me, what I've been learning, how I'm applying this in my own business. And, you know, I guess with that said as well, and it's all up in the show notes, but this isn't medical advice, what I'm about to talk to you about today. It is not recommendations. Um, I am not a doctor, uh, but I am going to be sharing with you, like I said, my experience, what I've found in terms of the research, but also just directing you and sort of hopefully to signposting you in the right direction so you can go on this journey yourself. And I know some of you probably are already on this journey today, but I know for many of you, this topic is probably quite new because it's not something that we talk about in the mainstream, right? We're, we're, we're taught that we get our period once a month, we kind of ignore it or we dissociate from it or we just do what we need to do to kind of manage it. But actually, we're not taught to work with it. And we're not taught to really look at and own and really understand our cycle and how we can actually use that to our advantage as well. So today, really, it's an invitation, right? It's an invitation for you to get reacquainted with your cycle. If you are a woman in the stage of life where you are still bleeding, then this information is honestly, it's going to be gold for you today, because what you're going to find is how you can start to tap into this wisdom to inform your business outputs, like I said, your behaviors, start to understand yourself a little bit better as well and really look at how you're showing up, not just in your business, but your life as well, okay? So rather than treating our period and our monthly cycle like an inconvenience, like a nuisance or, you know, something that just happens that we need to manage or, you know, just deal with or even dissociate from or, 
or even kind of come to despise, you know, like the cramping and the bloating and everything else. It's like, actually, this is a real invitation to come back to ourselves and to start to tune in very deeply and very delicately to this cycle that honestly, guys, is so important in terms of how we go through life. And it's just been, and I'll talk about this a little bit more later in the episode, but it's been over-medicalized. It's something that was probably a topic that was taught to us in high school by a man, like an old man teacher, like a science teacher, biology teacher or something like that. And it's like, we've never really had the feminine and female conversation around this. Maybe we had an awkward conversation with our mom at the time we got our period or like, you know, or with an auntie or a caregiver or whatever, but it's not really something that we've been taught to integrate and own and acknowledge or notice. All right. So this is what today's episode is about. It's an invitation for you to get reacquainted with your cycle. But I want to kind of just rewind a little bit and just talk to you about how I got so interested in this. I want to share a little bit about my story. And I do that so maybe you can start asking yourself some questions and start to sort of see how this is playing out in your life as well, or or maybe um, some of the areas where you could pay a little more attention to too. But I guess for me personally, up until the age of 30, so I am almost 40 years old now, um, so 10 years ago, I came off the contraceptive pill. So I was on the pill, I think from about 15 or 16 years old. Um, I had really heavy, irregular periods when I was a teenager. And I think so many of us can relate to this where it's like the doctor kind of puts you on the birth control pill to sort of, you know, quote unquote, regulate your cycle. So you know, obviously when to start taking painkillers and and all this sort of stuff, right? The information at the time and it's all very well-meaning I'm sure but essentially set me on a path and on a journey where for 15 years I was artificially uh, you know artificially not replicating what's the word I'm after something overriding that's it (laughs) artificially overriding my own natural cycle and rhythms okay with the contraceptive pill because that's what it does all right it is something that pretty much knocks out your own hormonal system and replaces it with a chemical. Okay. So I used to, for 15 years, take those little yellow pills every month. And then obviously around month 28, you go on to the kind of the, the white pills, which is when you knew you would get your period. But again, it was just like a withdrawal bleed kind of thing. So I would really encourage you if you are taking the pill to do your research around that. I am not telling you to come off the pill <laughs> for God's sake, like, please know that. But honestly, there there came a point for me when I was 30 years old where I sort of started to ask myself the question about why am I taking this pill every day? Um, I felt really, and I think I'd sort of changed brands or something maybe about six months prior to coming off it. And I remember it just made me feel so numb and disconnected. Again, this is my personal experience. I felt really disconnected. I felt really numb. I had no libido. I was just generally feeling like kind of fuzzy and a bit weird, right? And I kind of just started to ask myself these questions and I started to do more research, obviously, and I wasn't trying to get pregnant or anything like that at the time. Many of you who follow me know that I don't want children. I don't have children. Um, So that's never been part of my story or my journey, but it really was part of my story and journey to start asking myself difficult questions about why am I doing this? And of what benefit of this is this serving and actually starting to ask myself and challenge the questions and the decisions that have been made and that I had made ultimately leading up to that point. So I came off it 
um, at the age of, of 30. And I have to tell you guys, and again, everyone's journey is different, but I had a really hard time when I came off the contraceptive pill. So probably for about 18 months to two years after, my body was just completely out of whack. All right. So I suddenly developed 30 years old, suddenly developed extremely bad cystic acne. I put on a hell of a lot of weight. My mood swings were like, you know, these crazy mood swings that would just like give you a whiplash kind of thing. So I really went through this difficult kind of physical period um, as my body obviously reset itself, as my kind of hormonal system sort of fired up again, my natural hormonal system started to fire up as I started to produce my own estrogen, my own hormones and things like that. And it was just a freaking mess. Like, I've got to be honest with you. And I went to doctor upon doctor um, because obviously the biggest issue for me at the time was my acne that I'd suddenly developed. So going to all the dermatologists and the doctors and having all of the weird laser treatments and horrible things going on, you know, externally, whereas actually what was going on was a very internal problem that I believe really resulted from coming off the contraceptive pill. Now, I'm not saying this obviously just to scare you or anything like that. This is my journey. I know people who have come off the pill and have been absolutely fine and, you know, business as usual sort of thing. But for me, it was a really rough ride. And actually, it kind of coincided and maybe even kicked off my, um, what do you want to call it, spiritual awakening or just starting to kind of really become conscious around my path uh, and starting to ask myself the big questions about what I was here to do, who I am. Because suddenly, and I can't quite describe it, but it was like suddenly I was coming home to myself. And although I was going through this physical kind of shit show, it's like actually I was starting to, through that process, get to know my body a hell of a lot more. Like starting to research and ask the questions, seek professional support, seek alternative support as well. So it really did sort of coincide with this whole awakening process where getting to know my body and physically healing and going on that physical healing journey really started to coincide with this sort of more spiritual um, awareness and this awakening that I was going through also. So even just learning, you know, what foods that I needed to eat um, to sort of really help my and support my hormonal functions, um, understanding a little bit more about the sort of exercise that would and wouldn't support me throughout this sort of period, what sort of didn't work for me as well. Um, it's also where my kind of original interest in like herbalism and naturopathy really took off as well. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm like a crazy plant lady and that I'm um, actually studying herbalism as well, intuitive herbalism. So it's like all of this stuff started to kick off around the time. And, and I'm curious to know, and I know a lot of people in this community are, they have been awakened, they, they've got their eyes open spiritually, they're on a path. And I'm very curious to know, because I speak to a lot of clients and work with a lot of people where actually that awakening process often starts from a physical health crisis. And for me, a lot of that was brought about from coming off the contraceptive pill which I think is fascinating, right? So um, yeah, I'm just curious to know whether or not you can relate to any of this. But um, as I said, I kind of, I started to ask myself some questions around this time. I was like, what is, what is this all about? Like, what have I been doing to my body? I also started to get angry as well. It's like, how is this allowed? As I started to learn more about um, the contraceptive pill and hormonal contraceptive generally, I was like, how is this even allowed? Like, oh my God, this just seemed crazy to me, right? That, that this sort of stuff was, was allowed, <laughs> to be frank. And I kind of started to get angry about it as well. But 
that kind of kicked off this whole 10 year journey that I've been on around knowing my body, knowing my cycle, and really starting to understand the innate wisdom that we all have available to us as women. Because the thing is as well, that I think particularly with the way that the systems and the structures and the institutions are set up in society, we've really been taught to disconnect from that innate wisdom. We've really been taught to disconnect from that innate wisdom. And a lot of that comes from even just like, as I was saying before, you know, there's like the silly guy in the office that maybe has a joke about PMS and women's mood swings. Maybe it's about being taught to medicate and numb out from our periods. Maybe it's about replacing your hormonal cycle with IUDs or birth control pills or implants or whatever. Um, you know, even the ads that we see on TV, you know, those women in white playing tennis, you know, the tampon ads or, you know, the, the pad ads that are all about the blue, you know, they pour the blue liquid onto the pad to show the absorption. Like all of this BS is like this indoctrination around actually your periods are a nuisance. There's something to kind of be avoided to just manage and to really not connect with. And this really started to piss me off, to be honest. And, you know, it's, again, it's a big part of my own journey. It's a big part of why I'm speaking to you about this today, because actually the truth is there is wisdom and we have been cut off from it. And we have been indoctrinated into this system that's taught us to feel like periods are a nuisance or something to be ignored. And I just think there's something so wrong with that, because actually what that says to me is that we're being cut off from our feminine intuition and our feminine knowing and our feminine cycles. And so, you know, I could speak for hours on that and around, you know, and patriarchy and all of the sort of centuries of, of repression, all of the sort of stuff, I could get off on a big rant on that one, but I won't. But one of the truths is, is that we have been disconnected from this, whether or not it's been on purpose or not, um, that is also a little controversial. But I think we have had this period of disconnection. The other core truth is, guys, is that we are not men, all right? We are hardwired differently. And even if you think about how this set is set up and supported, obviously, in patriarchal society, okay, um, we are held to and judged by the same standards in terms of energy and output and thinking. And if you think about, like, the corporate workplace, okay, it's like, it's all very linear process structure, which naturally, although we can do that stuff as women, naturally, okay, we are going to be set and judged against standards that are actually more suitable to men and their biology and the way that they are set up. All right. So I think there is like a whole systemic problem here around not leveraging or utilizing women's cycles and intuitions and the ways that we are set up more holistically in society, okay, even down to things like performance in the workplace and all of this sort of stuff, all right? So what I am not saying is that women can't do processes, that women can't do linear and straightforward thinking. But the other truth is, and this is biology, is that we are cyclical, okay? If you think about men and masculine energy tends to be driving it tends to be straightforward straight lines straight thinking doing penetrating energy women we're naturally more receptive creative cyclical we ebb and we flow all right this is biology so why the hell haven't systems and structures been set up in order to really nurture and bring the best out of that okay so 
we have been cut off from this as women. Our very early education has always been around, you know, and this is why women get their period and it's all about having babies and stuff like that, which is great. But actually there's a whole, whole, a whole host, a whole piece of the puzzle missing around this particular topic for me. And I really believe, really believe that we are rewarded for acting like men in society. And we see this just in that example I gave about the corporate workplace. We see this all over the place. And actually we have had to, in order to adapt, in order to survive, in order to be taken seriously, quote unquote, we've had to turn ourselves into little mini men, essentially, rather than really standing and being rooted in our own power and in our own creative genius and our own creative source, which is, I believe, really rooted in the womb and really rooted in that, um, in that energy, in that, in that feminine place of knowing, okay, and that power source that's within us. All right. So we're really going there today, right? So I'm really, really blending the science and the woo. You guys know that I'm all about this, but it's like, honestly, I truly believe that our creative power source as women is in the womb. If you think about it, this is where we make babies, for goodness sake. Like we make life <laughs> in the womb, right? But we don't just make babies in the womb. You know, we really birth. Like if you think about the process of birth, we birth books, we birth projects, we birth ideas, we birth creative solutions all of the freaking time. And I really believe that that is rooted in that energy source. It's also where a lot of our creative and sexual energy is as well, okay, which can really be harnessed for creativity. All right. So this is where the real opportunity is as well to, to connect into that and to bring it kind of back to your business it's like our businesses, and do you guys know this? You know, this is what I'm all about. It's like our businesses are an expression of our calling. I work pretty much everyone that I work with, even those who are like in marketing or who are in finance or wealth creation, we're all very creative women, right? We're all very creative in this community. And I really believe there is wisdom to be gained from starting to tap into and know our creative power source a little more intimately. And the way we can start to do that is by starting to look at our cycle, all right? Starting to look at our cycle, starting to notice it, starting to be aware. Like, are you aware of your cycle? Do you have a natural cycle? Or are you, and, and please note, there's no judgment, like I said, and, and this isn't about telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing, but are you connected to your natural cycle or are you taking the pill or are you on a contraceptive IUD or, or some other hormonal device that's actually putting a bit of a barrier up around knowing and understanding yourself more intimately? And I can say that from personal experience. Like I said, I really feel for me, that was actually the start of one of my spiritual sort of awakening process um, and getting to know myself more intimately. Okay. Um, so do you notice your cycles? Do you pay attention? Do you understand um, not just like the chemicals and the boring stuff behind it, but it's like actually how you can start to use this energy and this creative rhythm and this creativity and this flow in your life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So kind of on the last part of this podcast, what I want to talk about is actually the cycle itself. Okay. I want to talk about the different phases. I want to talk a bit about 
um, how you can start to think of these these phases of the cycle in terms of your business and your outputs, maybe even your relationships as well. Okay, so um, and again, you know, Google is going to be your friend on this. All right, Google is going to be your friend. You're going to find out all of the information you need from a medical viewpoint, and there's going to be a spiritual viewpoint on it all, and things like that too. I kind of want to bring the two together and just share with you again, just from my own knowledge and learning what I found as well. But typically, you guys know that a woman's cycle generally, there are variations on this, lasts for 28 days. So typically every month, okay? Um, and interestingly, which just blows my freaking hair back as well, is when you are working to a natural cycle in your body, it tends to be synced with the phases of the moon, which when I first learned this and observed this <laughs> within myself, I was like, are you joking? Like that is magic to me, all right? That is magic. Now, typically, again, if we're working to a, in, to a natural cycle, typically we bleed either with the new moon or the dark moon or the full moon, okay? And it, and it differs and it varies all the time. Sometimes we bleed in between and that's totally normal too. This isn't about a, you know right or wrong. It's about figuring out what your cycle tells you. So personally, I bleed with the full moon. Um, it wasn't always that way, but again, your cycles can change and resync as well. So I used to bleed for a long time with the new moon or the dark moon. And actually just in the last couple of months, my cycle has changed um, and I now bleed with the full moon. And again, from a very mystical and spiritual perspective on that as a side note, um, what often happens if you start to bleed with the full moon, and I know personally for me, having kind of gone through this journey for the last 10 years and noticing this stuff, I know that when my period starts to sync with the full moon, that I'm ready to birth a new creative project. All right. And you can, again, Google this stuff yourself. Okay. Google um, red moon and white moon. All right. So just, just Google this stuff because it's fascinating, fascinating. Um, and that's just like a little side tangent, but isn't this amazing? Like, isn't this just amazing? Like we actually bleed and sync up with the moon cycle. Like, are you joking? Like not only do we create life in our womb, but it's synced with the cosmos. Like how much more magical and powerful can you get? Like, I just think that just blows my freaking mind, honestly. But anyway, back to the cycle itself. So obviously the, the cycle and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into the detail in terms of the medical stuff on this, right? But it's like we have four phases of the cycle. You know, it starts with menstruation or when you get your bleed, which is often referred to day zero of your cycle, okay? Your, your period usually lasts, what, what, three to seven days kind of thing, depending. It's all very individual. But you start with your bleed, with menstruation, after you finish your bleeding, obviously you start to move into the follicular stage, which is, uh, you know, where the follicles in your ovary grow, ovaries grow, and you know they kind of one becomes bigger than the others, and they release a mature egg and all of this, and that's what brings you to the third phase, which is ovulation. Okay, so the egg is released from the ovaries, it starts to make its merry way down the fallopian tube, looks for a sperm, really wants to kind of make itself into a baby, kind of thing. Um, and then after that, depending on whether or not pregnancy has occurred, you move into what's called the luteal phase of your cycle. Okay, so this is like really the second half of your cycle. Uh, at the end of the luteal phase, you bleed, you menstruate, and the whole cycle starts again. Okay, so do your research on this, look up the phases, and you can read up on all the hormonal stuff behind it and whether estrogen, the testosterone, and da 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 da, like all of the things. That's all the boring stuff, personally, but it's like, 
I just think this is fascinating. All of it's kind of hormonally driven, obviously. But for me, and this is what really started to bring it home to me in terms of thinking about this in terms of my life and my business and what I'm really doing is to start thinking about this in terms of seasons, all right? So I often think about my bleed as the winter season, all right? It's the returning within, it's the kind of the deepening, okay, the quietening down of of what's going on. The follicular stage I think about as the spring, ovulation as summer, luteal as the autumn or the fall. And, you know, this may or may not work for you. Maybe you find that a little woo-woo or whatever, and that's cool. But sometimes I think just thinking of it as a seasonal cycle can really help you remember and really acknowledge the emotions and the behaviors and the feelings that could quite possibly be coming up for you throughout this process as well. Okay. So if we were to look at kind of like the bleed phase, first of all, so day one, day zero, sorry, sorry. Typically, this is when I personally feel the most creative. It's when I feel really intuitive, really tapped in, very receptive. I get a lot of like creative downloads and flashes of inspiration. You know, it's pretty incredible. Like this is where I'm probably at my most creative, to be honest with you. Um, And for me, in terms of my business, this is where I find the work that I love to do around this time is is to really connect into the bigger picture vision, the purpose around what I'm doing. I love doing some charting and some planning work. I love capturing ideas around this time as well, because this is when I feel most tapped in. This may be different for you. I know some women who are feeling, who feel the most tapped in around ovulation, for example. So it's like, it's all very individual. And this is where at the end, where I'm going to come on to some like Um, you know, some signposts and some sort of like a wrap up for you guys. I'm going to really recommend that you start to chart your cycle so you can get to know what's normal and what's right for you. I'm just sharing about me here. Okay. But I know in those first few days of my cycle, that's when I'm at my most creative. As I start to move into the follicular stage, which is springtime. Okay. Think about it. Spring. It's high energy. It's highly productive. This is where I can bring like really big energy and inspiration. I talk a lot during this time as well. My confidence is at an all-time high, all of this sort of stuff, right? This is where I can do in my business. I'll do a lot of video. I'll batch content. This is probably where I might launch something else. Um, I might have a lot of sales conversations during this period too. And really like this starts to kind of fold into the ovulation stage, the summer, as well. It's kind of like the spring summer phase of my cycle is really where I'm super high energy. Okay. Super high energy. And it, and that will even translate over into things like the sort of exercise choices that I make. So I know if I was to try and do like a hit style or like a spinning class whilst I'm on my period or whilst I'm sort of at the end of my cycle in that luteal phase, like that ain't just going to work for me. So Actually doing something like HIT or high intensity training, running, spinning, this is where I'll really hit that kind of exercise, okay? Because I know for me, I've got the energy and the stamina to be able to keep up with that. And again, you'll find out all of the hormonal reasons why and your testosterone's raising and your libido's raising, like all of this sort of stuff, right? But it's like, this is really the part of your cycle where generally you're going to find your most productive and most energetic. So think about how you can utilize that. How can you use that 
to get on camera a little bit more. Maybe you're feeling more confident at this time of the month. What about launching something new and actually paying attention to your business schedule, your launch schedule? And this is the beauty of actually really understanding your cycle because you can start to map out like where your cycle is, where you can expect to be, and then start to match up your business activities underneath. If you know that you're coming into the follicular and ovulation stage at the middle of the month, fantastic. Like actually plan your launch then, <laughs> you know, like there's real wisdom in this, okay? So really start to pay attention to that because typically when you start to move into the luteal, like the, the second half of your cycle, the autumn or the fall aspect, this is where personally... I find implementation, almost like kind of business as usual, keeping things ticking over. This is also the period where I'll make a lot of lists. I'll also do like a review sort of period as well. Um, but really for me, the energy in the second part of my cycle is more about maintenance, okay? So we've had this big creative outward burst and now this is where we start to kind of start the journey of returning inwards a little bit. So just reviewing, making lists, looking at what worked, what hasn't worked, um, implementing, keeping things ticking along. This is a really great time of the month to be doing this. That said, as I approach sort of the end of the luteal phase, so this typically is about maybe two to three days before my period starts. So around like 27, day 27, 28, this is where I'm like, don't anybody talk to me. Okay. <laughs> it's not so much like, you know, some people are, oh, you know, ha ha PMS or whatever. Well, yeah, maybe, but it's about this deep returning inwards because I know at that point my body is going to town doing all this crazy kind of incredible stuff internally, all right? My hormones are doing certain things, um, but this is really the period where I require personally some very deep rest. It is where, you know, I will be reading curled up on the sofa I will be trying to sleep in if I can. I'll be definitely eating all of the things and probably having a Netflix binge. And really in my business, this is where I'm the least productive. And I make no apologies for that anymore. I remember as I sort of started my business, although I kind of had this knowledge, I wasn't really implementing it maybe the way that I do now. And I remember sort of thinking to myself, um, I just need to push through. Like, yes, you're really tired and oh my God, like you don't want to speak to anybody and you're kind of like feeling really sort of withdrawn and introverted, but I'd kind of make myself push through. And you know what? The reality is sometimes you're just going to have to do that. All right. You don't want to be that flaky person that cancels all of your calls or anything like that too. I mean, if you really need to, sure. But, you know, I think a better way to do it is actually to, to know your cycle and to manage your cycle as well. So I know, for example, on those few days, I will block out my calendar and not do any client calls on those days. I will not be scheduling any videos or any podcasts or anything like that on those days because I know myself like really well. I'm going to be going through all of the feels on those days. I need to be extra kind to myself as well. I'm going to be pretty emotional about things. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of feeling and a lot of reflection and I'm going to be feeling really tired frankly because I know that and going back to what I was saying about exercise choices too it's it's really during this luteal phase particularly the the latter part of that phase and then obviously into bleed and, and menstruation like this is where I am all about the restorative exercises 
the long walks outside, getting super connected to nature. Um, maybe, maybe some yoga, okay? Um, but certainly nothing intense like hot yoga or anything like that. Probably more like yin-based or yin-style yoga, which is restorative poses. Lots of walks, slow and steady and nurturing, right? This is the beauty of knowing yourself. Because really to know your cycle is to know yourself. And it's going to take you out of that place as well where you start beating yourself up because it's like, oh, how come I can't push this? Why am I so tired? Why am I snapping at my partner? All right? It's going to take you out of that place of feeling anxious because how come I don't have that kind of high energy, high productive thing that I had two weeks ago when I was ovulating? Like, why don't I feel like that anymore? It's because you're not supposed to. <laughs> okay you're not supposed to and often I find that if we start to ignore these parts of our cycle and we start to ignore ourselves, this is where the burnout the anxiety those sort of even those sort of deeply insecure or underconfidence feeling confident feelings start to come out as well because we beat ourselves up because again going back to what I was saying we've been taught to act like men Men don't have this monthly cycle. We do because we are the creators. We are the mothers. We are the people who birth ideas, who birth creative projects and who have this incredible, incredible well of wisdom available to us. This isn't to say that men don't have their own version of this, by the way. Men are amazing. I love men. And they have their own version of all of this sort of stuff. And they have these incredible strengths and amazingness that are there and designed to complement us as well. This isn't about one being better or stronger or tougher than the other. Both are powerful, so powerful. But where I have this kind of deep yearning for us to sort of understand and, and really claim our own power is in understanding this cycle because I really believe that this drives everything, okay? really drives everything, allows us to understand ourselves better, allows us to be more productive in those times where we know we're going to be bloody productive. It allows us to be kinder to ourselves in those moments where it's like, gosh, you know what? I'm just so knackered right now. I'm so tired. Like, I can't get my, like, honestly, guys, day 27, 28, I sleep pretty much like all day. Uh, maybe not all day. That's a slight exaggeration. I do do stuff in my business. I do post um, I do have like interaction and stuff on social media. I respond to client emails and things. Of course I do, but I'm very clear with myself around, I'm going to set boundaries there too. So if, for example, I have client, a whole bunch of client emails to respond to, I will set aside an hour window. Okay. An hour window and I'll reply. I certainly won't be back and forth on email all day, every day. I won't be getting on live streams. I won't be doing any of this stuff. I will absolutely fulfill my responsibilities and my desires and obligations around business. But I know for me, it's like, actually, I'm going to kind of block my diary those days. I'm not going to be doing sales calls on those days. I'm not going to be doing, you know, intense client calls or whatever. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And <laughs> I know myself well enough to sort of know that now, right? And this is the beauty to bring it all back to business also this is the beauty of owning your own business because you get to decide and you make the rules. When I was in the corporate world, obviously, you know, 
it's like you're working to someone else's rules. So you had to push through. You had to show up to those back-to-back meetings that you had scheduled on day 27 and day 28 of your cycle because you had no other choice. And guess what? That's how I burnt out in my corporate role because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not paying attention to my cycles here. Burnout, anxiety, all the sort of stuff, snapping at people, like all of this sort of stuff happens when we start to ignore our cycle. So my big message to you today is to really notice this stuff. It starts with noticing. It's about noticing your bodily changes. It's about noticing your energy, your moods, noticing these fluctuations and having that deep reverence and kindness for yourself throughout. Second thing I'd really encourage you to do is to chart this. So I've done a lot of work with Lisa Lister. Um, Definitely check her out online, Lisa Lister. She is amazing. She's written books on this sort of stuff. She also has, I think, a free download on her website as well, which is a chart, like a menstrual chart, where you can basically map this stuff out and get to know yourself and know your body a little better, uh, which is amazing. I definitely recommend that you do that work. But then I recommend looking at how you can start to use that information to inform your work schedule, your business schedule. Okay? Like I was saying before, are there certain times that are going to be better for you to launch because you know that you're going to be high energy and you won't be able to shut yourself up during those times and you want to get on camera and you want to do all the things? Are there going to be times where actually you're best suited to doing some kind of big visioning work or content planning or batching videos, for example? Is there something that you need to do around diary management at certain times of the month as well? Like I was saying about day 27, 28, they're blocked out in my calendar because <laughs> it's like, I know, uh, I ain't going to be feeling up to much. I probably won't be responding to texts very much either during those times. Okay, I just know this about myself. I know this. So I'd really encourage you to get in touch with your own cycles. Really begin to notice it. Begin to have deep kindness and reverence for it and for yourself ultimately as well. But also look at how you can start to when you get into the pattern of really understanding and knowing this about yourself, looking at how you can use your cycle to really supercharge these parts of your business and to really start to plan the activities in accordance with how your energy and where you are in your your cycle, okay? So definitely check that out. Do the work. I would love to hear your comments on this, by the way. I would love to hear your comments on this. I really would because I know this is a bit of a strange topic for business coaches and marketers to be talking about, but we're all business owners here. We're all women. Um, and if we bleed and if we're still at that phase of life, I think there's deep, deep wisdom to be gained from this. So hopefully this has been an enlightening episode. Do your research. Google's going to be your friend. Okay. Definitely check out the work of Lisa Lister as well, but guys sending lots of love and I hope this episode served you. Bye then. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.